Job chapter 40. New English translation. Then the Lord answered Job. Will the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? Let the person who accuses God give him an answer. Job promises silence. Then Job answered the Lord. Indeed, I am completely unworthy. How could I reply to you? I put my hand over my mouth to silence myself. I have spoken once, but I cannot answer, twice, but I will say no more. Job 40, Bible in Basic English Job promises silence. Will he who is protesting give teaching to the ruler of all? Let him who has arguments to put forward against God give an answer. And Job said an answer to the Lord. Truly, I am of no value. What answer may I give to you? I will put my hand on my mouth. I have said once, and even twice, what was in my mind. But I will not do so again. Then the Lord made answer to Job out of the storm wind, and said, Get your strength together like a man of war, I will put questions to you, and you will give me the answers. Will you even make my right of no value? Will you say that I am wrong in order to make clear that you are right? Have you an arm like God? Have you a voice of thunder like His? Put on the ornaments of your pride, be clothed with glory and power. The Lord challenges Job. Then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind. Get ready for a difficult task like a man, I will question you and you will inform me. Would you indeed annul my justice? Would you declare me guilty so that you might be right? Do you have an arm as powerful as God's, and can you thunder with a voice like his? Adorn yourself, then, with majesty and excellency, and clothe yourself with glory and honor. Scatter abroad the abundance of your anger, look at every proud man and bring him low. Job let your wrath be overflowing, let your eyes see all the sons of pride, and make them low. Look at every proud man and abase him, crush the wicked on the spot. Send destruction on all who are lifted up, pulling down the sinners from their places. Hide them in the dust together, imprison them in the grave. Then I myself will acknowledge to you that your own right hand can save you. Let them be covered together in the dust. Let their faces be dark in the secret place of their underworld. Then I will give praise to you, saying that your right hand is able to give you salvation. Look now at Behemoth, which I made as I made you, it eats grass like the ox. Look at its strength in its loins, and its power in the muscles of its belly. It makes its tail stiff like a cedar, the sinews of its thighs are tightly wound. Its bones are tubes of bronze, its limbs like bars of iron. See now the great beast, whom I made, even as I made you, he takes grass for food, like the ox. His strength is in his body, and his force in the muscles of his stomach, his tail is curving like a cedar, the muscles of his legs are joined together, his bones are pipes of brass, his legs are like rods of iron. It ranks first among the works of God, the one who made it has furnished it with a sword, for the hills bring it food, where all the wild animals play. Under the lotus trees it lies, in the secrecy of the reeds and the marsh. The lotus trees conceal it in their shadow, the poplars by the stream conceal it. 
If the river rages, it is not disturbed, it is secure, though the Jordan should surge up to its mouth. Can anyone catch it by its eyes, or pierce its nose with a snare? He is the chief of the ways of God, made by him for his pleasure. He takes the produce of the mountains, where all the beasts of the field are at play. He takes his rest under the trees of the river, and in the pool, under the shade of the water plants. He is covered by the branches of the trees, the grasses of the stream are round him. Truly, if the river is overflowing, it gives him no cause for fear. He has no sense of danger, even if Jordan is rushing against his mouth. Will anyone take him when he is on the watch, or put metal teeth through his nose? Job, chapter 41 Can you pull in Leviathan with a hook, and tie down its tongue with a rope? Can you put a cord through its nose, or pierce its jaw with a hook? Is it possible for Leviathan to be pulled out with a fish hook, or for a hook to be put through the bone of his mouth? Will you put a cord into his nose, or take him away with a cord round his tongue? Will it make numerous supplications to you? Will it speak to you with tender words? Will it make a pact with you, so you could take it as your slave for life? Will he make prayers to you, or say soft words to you? Will he make an agreement with you, so that you may take him as a servant forever? Can you play with it, like a bird? Or tie it on a leash for your girls? Will you make sport with him, as with a bird, or put him in chains for your young women? Will partners bargain for it? Will they divide it up among the merchants? Will the fishermen make profit out of him? Will they have him cut up for the traders? Can you fill its hide with harpoons or its head with fishing spears? If you lay your hand on it, you will remember the fight, and you will never do it again. See, his expectation is wrong. He is laid low even at the sight of it. Will you put sharp pointed irons into his skin? Or fish spears into his head? Only put your hand on him, and see what a fight you will have. You will not do it again. Truly, the hope of his attacker is false. He is overcome even on seeing him. Is it not fierce when it is awakened? Who is he, then, who can stand before it? Who has confronted me that I should repay? Everything under heaven belongs to me. He is so cruel that no one is ready to go against him. Who then is able to keep his place before me? Whoever went against me, and got the better of me. There is no one under heaven. I will not keep silent about its limbs, and the extent of its might, and the grace of its arrangement. Who can uncover its outer covering? Who can penetrate to the inside of its armor? I will not keep quiet about the parts of his body, or about his power, and the strength of his frame. Who has ever taken off his outer skin, who may come inside his inner coat of iron? Who can open the doors of its mouth, its teeth all around are fearsome, its back has rows of shields, shut up closely together as with a seal, each one is so close to the next that no air can come between them. They lock tightly together, one to the next, they cling together and cannot be separated. Who has made open the doors of his face, fear is round about his teeth, his back is made of lines of plates, joined tight together, one against the other, like a stamp, one is so near to the other that no air may come between them. They take a grip of one another, they are joined together, so that they may not be parted. Its snorting throws out flashes of light, its eyes are like the red glow of dawn, out of its mouth go flames, sparks of fire shoot forth. 
his sneezings give out flames, and his eyes are like the eyes of the dawn, out of his mouth go burning lights, and flames of fire are jumping up. Smoke streams from its nostrils as from a boiling pot over burning rushes, its breath sets coals ablaze and a flame shoots from its mouth. Strength lodges in its neck, and despair runs before it, the folds of its flesh are tightly joined, they are firm on it, immovable. Smoke comes out of his nose, like a pot boiling on the fire, his breath puts fire to coals, and a flame goes out of his mouth. Strength is in his neck, and fear goes dancing before him, the plates of his flesh are joined together, fixed, and not to be moved. Its heart is hard as rock, hard as a lower millstone. When it rises up, the mighty are terrified. At its thrashing about they withdraw. His heart is as strong as a stone, hard as the lower crushing stone. When he gets ready for the fight, the strong are overcome with fear. The sword may come near him but is not able to go through him. The spear, or the arrow, or the sharp pointed iron. Whoever strikes it with a sword will have no effect, nor with a spear, arrow, or dart. It regards iron as straw and bronze as rotten wood. Arrows do not make it flee. Sling stones become like chaff to it. The sword may come near him but is not able to go through him, the spear, or the arrow, or the sharp pointed iron. Iron is to him as dry grass, and brass as soft wood. The arrow is not able to put him to flight. Stones are no more to him than dry stems. Sling stones become like chaff to it, a club is counted as a piece of straw. It laughs at the rattling of the lats. Its underparts are the sharp points of potsherds. It leaves its mark in the mud like a threshing sledge. Stones are no more to him than dry stems, a thick stick is no better than a leaf of grass. And he makes sport of the onrush of the spear, under him are sharp edges of broken pots, as if he was pulling a grain-crushing instrument over the wet earth. The deep is boiling like a pot of spices. It makes the deep boil like a cauldron and stirs up the sea like a pot of ointment. It leaves a glistening wake behind it, one would think the deep had a head of white hair. The deep is boiling like a pot of spices, and the sea like a perfume vessel. After him his way is shining, so that the deep seems white. The likes of it is not on earth, a creature without fear, it looks on every haughty being. It is king over all that are proud. On earth there is not another like him, who is made without fear. Everything which is high goes in fear of him. He is king over all the sons of pride. <laughs>